0: What up, what up, what up Happy Tuesday, happy Tuesday At least you're trying to have a have a happy Tuesday. Hopefully your day is going a lot better than the rest of the world. What? Say a problem?
1: No, I just don't know what to say. No, there's a
0: problem. What? <laughs> oh man. Well yeah, but what is going on, everyone? I'm Shadell Cole, page of the Simpson's. I'm joined by my lovely wife, Lauren. And boy, 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 it's boy. about to get
1: heavy up in here. So, if you needed a feel-good, like light podcast today, this ain't it.
0: <laughs> yeah, if you if you want normal stuff, um, if you're you know if you're a new listener, hey, you're welcome. You can stay tuned in if you want to. If you're a returning uh, listener, what up? This. Uh, We're going to focus on a certain topic, which is race, you know. Uh,
1: The current happenings.
0: Yeah, for the duration of this episode, I have a lot to talk about. You have a lot to talk about. And and it's going to be the bulk of this episode, you know, from now till the next hour or whatever. So if you want to rock with us, you're down to listen. I appreciate you 100%. If you don't, because you don't want to be within this vibe that we're going to be giving off or however... Uh, you feel about it that's fine catch us next week we'll be in better spirits spirits hopefully you know barring nothing crazy happens but it's just something that has to be needed and something that has to be said and i i've if you've been listening to us for a while you know that like you know we talk about certain topics i've i've shared my experiences this is going to be i guess you could say like my tell all episode where it's all in one i'm just gonna give you my thoughts all in one here um, so before we get into it, again, just a forewarning, if you if you're not about if if you don't want to hear it, that's fine. Catch us next week. If you do, thank you. I appreciate you, and we'll get into it.
1: I personally think everyone should hear it. I think it's important. But yeah. if you're in if you're not in that mind space right now where you can handle it, I get that too. Cause mm-hmm. like we're still in the pandemic and we're still going through a lot of stuff. So but yeah.
0: So babe. I'm going to ask that you uh, take a pause because uh, I don't know what structure I have with this, but I'm just going to let stuff flow. Okay. Okay? Okay. So, a lot has happens. We were dealing with the Ahmaud Arbery thing. And then, you know, that happens. Then we, then Greg, or sorry, George Floyd. Came up uh, Memorial Day. I'm sure we all know about it right now. Protests, riots, everything happening in all these major cities. Um, and then also you have, the, I think within that same weekend, around that Memorial Day weekend, there's also a Central Park lady and she called the cop on a, or tried to call the cops on a black guy. A lot of race things happening. And it, it's about time that we talk about this. I'm going to first start off with my my views, my experiences being black in America to to put something to this. That's that's where I'm going to start with. All right. I'll start at the very simplest. Growing up. Growing up being black in America and having a mom that is is telling you, "Yo, you can't get that water gun. You can't get that cap gun." Like there was a, a brief period in my little you know, a little, what, five, six, seven-year-old self that's, like, you know, you see, like, little super soakers or whatever, you, you, you just see it as a toy, you're just looking to play with it, my mom, for a, a brief, you know, moment in my life, res- respectfully so, was against that, because, <laughs> like, oh, man, Tamara Rice, look at, look up Tamara Rice, young kid, had a, a toy gun out in public at a park police rolled up on him shot him like and this was a this is a couple years ago and even when my mom was okay with me having you know that toy gun she'd be like okay just don't bring it outside and at a young age you, you start realizing i you can't do everything that you know a white kid would do or um or that you see like your neighbors would do, or whatever, and you're just you're innocently having fun, but the simple fact of it's a black kid with a gun is is like uncomfortable or traumatizing or something to to police officers, which I do not understand, or just to people in general. So let start in there, young experience. You already see where the precedent is set, where this young kid. if he goes out into this world with this weapon it will be perceived as a gun and he could lose his life that's the fear that my mom had first born you can understand the pressure for you know being the first kid and being black and everything trying to set set everything straight so nothing happened to your to your son i'm man i'm trying to like figure out the best way to to explain everything growing up i really didn't have to worry about a lot i went to a private school race race was not an issue i've never come into a race issue in the private school setting um i was you know when you look at the school in general of the private school i went to there was i wouldn't say a handful of kids but black kids There was probably about like you know 20 out of that eighty or hundred kids um that were there that were black and in just my class alone I was the one black kid there um within my grade and that happens you know from kindergarten on up and of course every now and then you may have like you know one kid come in for a, for a few years on the out for whatever reason um it just i I've grown accustomed to being the only black person in a room since the beginning of my my life pretty much like it's always it's the norm to me to be in these rooms so it's fine growing up you start seeing how 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 people will get uncomfortable being around you um i'll say this like for example lauren and i will go out somewhere and i see this countless times of like more so at restaurants you could say we'll go out and it'll probably be a white guy or or a white girl um it really doesn't happen with any other race not really uh, that i can think of and like they'll always focus on lauren (laughs) and uh, like the waitress you mean like yeah the waitress yeah they'll always focus on you they'll look at me like they'll give me like little looks like not not bad looks but like just they'll acknowledge that i'm there but they're mainly focusing on her.
1: It's like a comfort level thing.
0: And it has happened so many times and I'm just I'm not sitting there with any type of look. I'm just sitting here, you know, taking in the information that you were giving me. And I just I don't understand. Like what well, I don't understand why out of all races or well, this is a minority thing, let me say. Why minorities are looked at as yo, this one black person speaks for the rest of them. I hate that stigma where it's like, yo, this black person has to act in control, has to speak a certain way, has to dress a certain way. If you don't, then you're you're grouped in as stupid. Uh, you don't know anything. You're just like the rest. You're uh, a thug. So many things. like so much being placed on me when I step out the door. It is exhausting. I have to always keep a smile on my face which is funny because growing up I remember this instance like oh man growing up I remember uh, me and my family went to my aunt goes to like the church so we go there occasionally growing up and I remember this guy being like you should start smiling more and normally I'm a, I'm. if you guys know me I, I smile I'm cool I get down I'm, I say hi all that stuff but it triggered something in me where I'm like I should start smiling more like what what in in you automatically assumes because I'm not smiling in this moment that I don't smile in general and I've realized that growing up and having to transition into there's a point in in my life of not wearing glasses to wearing glasses I don't people feel a lot more comfortable with me I'm going to tell you 100% where if I wasn't wearing glasses people would start seeing me as a more of an aggressive person just from that subtle change of not of having something that that's over my eyes where they're like man this this guy like there's some like intelligence thing that's like perceived if you have glasses it sounds ridiculous i i hundred percent if you're like sitting there like that makes no sense dog i'm telling you i'm sorry that i'm rambling and giving my stories throughout this there's so much to go over On the topic, when it comes to to police and dealing with police, I have had three instances of dealing with police. When I was talking through this with Lauren the other day, at first I was like, I only had one instance where this is like, I've been dealt poorly with police. But then after explaining the three situations, I'm like, hold up. I've had two, actually. Two out of the three of my life encounters with the police have been some type of racist comment um or or assumption has been made about me in these these encounters so how how should i order these i order them from the from how old they are to the most recent i guess so the first police encounter i had it was it was stupid so my friend gets back from like Massachusetts or something probably seeing his family or whatever and he bought fireworks there from some state some surrounding state within uh, outside of Connecticut bought fireworks that you know shoot up in the air those are legal in Connecticut for you to have still we hear them around us so not like it matters the police are really doing anything about it whatever so us being 18 19 year old kids you know one of our, my one of our friends out of our group finally has a car can drive us around we're like okay we'll go to these empty ass parking lots where no one's around and we know it's legal so we'll shoot them off watch the firework and then get in the car and leave so we went to this empty parking lot um like by a football fields where there's like a couple houses around and we shoot it off and we drive to like another like lot that's a, a good distance away uh, shoot it off and then we go back to that same lot and that was stupid first off but Uh, when we get back to the lot we shoot off another one and then we go to head out there's a police two police officers holding like i feel like m m4s m16 heavy heavy assault rifles just aimed at us with flashlights and everything Uh, we did not expect that pulling in we did not see their car yeah um so they they jump out of the bushes and then of course we stop (laughs) like and um as the cop is, like, going, you know, asking, what are we doing? You know, you know, saying it's legal, all that stuff. He goes and he starts making nicknames for all of us, one of the officers. And being 18, 19 years old, I'm thinking, I just hope nothing happens. Like, we're just having innocent fun. No one's getting hurt. Like, if we get it. It's legal. Our bad. So, of course, we got a fine. Nothing nothing to say about that. <laughs> the thing that I didn't realize that was racist at the time, that... I thought recently, I'm like, oh yeah, that is pretty racist was this cop would go through and give us all nicknames. He'd give my friends uh Jimmy the Rat, uh he'd give my friend some other name I can't think of. He called me five oh, which I I found out soon after was what they call state police, and state police are primarily black. Like Like I, dog. It sounds minor, but what? <laughs> like just giving us all random nicknames of just just things, and it's like that's that's how you feel. Like it goes, it uh, goes to black, and let's let's call him call him that. All right, cool. So a couple years later, I'm hanging out with my other friend, doing nothing wrong. We're driving. I don't even know. I think we're try- trying to drive to go get something to eat. And I'm sitting there in the passenger seat i'm bored i'm just looking out the window as he's driving um we're not speeding it's just it's a normal day we do this all the time we're hanging out all the time it's a normal day we're just going to get some something to eat so these cops follow us for like a cool five ten minutes uh before they they you know flash their sirens and pull us over and at we found come to find out I guess the reason my friend was pulled over, he didn't have a front license plate, um, even though it was in the front of the window, which it was right there. Cause I I don't know, I'm not sure how that works. He probably has to get it like bracketed in or all that stuff. He didn't have the mount for it. But it's still technically there. So the cop goes, asks my friend for his ID. The other cop that's with this guy comes over to me, <laughs> asks me for my ID. I'm a young kid, again, even though I'm like 19, 20 years old, whatever. I give him my ID. I don't know any better. I'm not going to sit there and fight with the cop and be like, no, you're not going to see my ID. I did nothing wrong. Even though I know I did nothing wrong. And at the current time, I have like one of those. uh, People would know them as like Livestrong Livestrong bands that like that's how it started. But I have one of these like bands on my hands that were a character from a video game. And that video game character was called Trapper. So I give this officer my uh, driver's license and you know he they do whatever they do with it and he he looks on my wrist and he's like trapper is that a gang and i was just sitting there like baffled <laughs> like what and i was like no it, it's a video game and like what <laughs> he didn't ask my friend yo are you a part of a gang like It sounds like so minor things that, like, yo, it's just minor things. What, what are you complaining about? It makes no sense. And, like, just to be okay with it and just to, like, no. So the third time of this, of me having another in, uh, instance with the police, this one was finally a time that was, was reasonable. This, this cop handled it professionally and I have no issue with was well the one issue i have it was a speed trap but outside of that um outside of it from when i got pulled over cool you know speed changes and you don't realize it cool you stop me whatever guys for me for my license he does whatever he does on his computer run my license make sure i don't have any warrants sure whatever um he gives me a ticket you know no comments were made nothing was made i think he even like reduced how much i would pay for it he was like 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 he was trying to be nice with it i guess which is i'm fine with it um yeah it was it sounded very professionally i didn't have a fear of of something going wrong just how like he approached the car just how i felt like i was being treated I, i didn't at first you know your heart's beating you got the cops behind you like oh my god and this guy like handled it like like on on point like i was relaxed after like having that first conversation and then him just being cool and it just we were were, that was it like i'm cool i say all this to say that i'm sure if i was to call up a lot of my white friends they wouldn't have these stories they wouldn't have these these uh stories of cops saying uh, racist comments like yo are you part of a gang oh uh, look like, at yeah, this guy you know he's he's 5 L. he's a black guy and black guys normally state police officers like they wouldn't have these stories everything's all normal i saw a post from one of my friends this is how crazy it is i saw a post from one of my friends where he brought his uh his like little cousin to a police officer for like a little for a tour did i say that right let me repeat that <laughs> <laughs> One of my friends brought his little cousin to um, a so police station there for a go. tour. One hand, I'm like, oh, that's cool. My next hand is like, I personally would not want to do that, nor would I want my kid to do that because I'm afraid. I had to get fingerprinted for my my current job uh, because of my current job. Like they couldn't do fingerprints in the office at the current time. So we had to go to the police station to get fingerprinted i did that before dog they took me down to where like the freaking i guess where inmates would go to for them to fingerprint them and they had two officers there and i'm just trying to get fingerprinted for a job i did not want to be there any longer than i had to be it and they had to like they take your finger they press it down i'm just like oh god i never want to do this in the sense of me going to jail in my life (sighs) it's not normal to sit there and tell your son that when you run into the police do what they say comply do whatever you can to make sure you get back home it, that's not normal we, we justify it and make it seem like it's okay and that's that's what life is but that's not that's not okay there's so many issues with the police and outside of the police which i don't think we're talking enough of we're just dealing with racist people in the world, it's nasty. (sighs) To touch on this George Floyd thing, I don't know this guy like a lot of us don't, but seeing these videos and seeing these different things from this guy, it has it has hurt me because for that if you guys are familiar with the term the good die young Granted, I'm sure he was probably like in his 30s or 40s, but he was one of the good ones. I'm going to, I'm going to, let me see if I can pull this clip up here, guys. Uh, he, this guy, this guy was the change that you wanted to see in the world. And it to see someone that's like, yo, out there, like trying to, trying to make change and try to help out people in the world. And he, this guy to sit there and, and kneel on him for nine minutes as this guy sat as George pled for his life Just for him to, to breathe It's ridiculous And this is a common thing We've seen it so many times you, We've seen it years ago When uh when a black guy was running away And the cops still shot him <sighs> I'm going to play this clip For you guys real quick Check it out
2: Man just saw my old girl Nikki from South Lawn Lost her son man our young generation is clearly lost, man, clearly lost, man, like, like, I don't even know what to say no more, man, like, you youngsters just going around, just busting guns in crowds, kids getting killed, you know, and it's clearly the generation after us, man, that's so lost, man, you know, man, I came back to Houston and a nigga told me, yeah, Florida, that young nigga the truth, man, right there, because he could bust a gun, man, I knew it was crazy then, a nigga my age saying this, him, man, you know what I'm saying? They condoning this shit, bro. You know what I'm saying? And like half them young niggas shooting them guns, go home and they knees shaking at night, but they don't shoot nobody because you know they ain't tough. Then, hey man, come on home, man. One day it's gonna be you and God. You going up or you going down? You know what I'm
0: saying? <sighs> Hold on, let me man. turn this off here. <laughs> Dog. Dog. This guy is sitting there, saying these kids that are sitting there taking each other's lives. Like, you can do better than this. Like, like they need guidance, and they took out someone that they had a plan, they had had a had a vision on how he wanted to impact at least the people around him and their surroundings, and just for someone to die like that. Like as as minor as that is, like I, I talk about it all the time. Where it's like I'm, you know, I'm the firstborn of in my family, so it's like to see like my younger brothers or even my sisters, like any, see them go through anything. Like I, since I was a kid, like I have them, literally until the day I got die. I, to see how much hate there is for for black people, it's like you have to have a team around you. You have to have people that love you and support you. It, it's it's ridiculous. I'm gonna take a moment to to step back. I'm gonna let you say what if you want to say. I have a, uh, some other things to get into, but we'll we'll you know have our normal conversation and go from there. I just want to share my experiences, share m- my life as as jumbled as it is with everyone to understand that this isn't like a normal. This shouldn't be a normal thing you can go ahead there.
1: so i don't really know where to start i have just a whole lot of random like examples and and stuff i just want to mention um but in general it's interesting to me so um i went on my business instagram a few nights ago and i posted another like there's um someone who like an artist who keeps making these pretty like Um, pictures of these people who are dying and um, you know I reposted that and then shortly after I reposted that I lost three followers and I just I had this feeling like should I just not say anything or should i say something and so i chose to say something and it took like 10 tries of me recording it to put one up because it's a weird spot for me where i'm like you know i try to keep my business instagram professional while still showing you like peaks behind my life and stuff because you know it is it's kind of a balancing game you want people to know who you are but also you can't get too political or anything obviously you can't you know bring too much of that up because you need to be neutral to you know have a good business kind of mentality and but then it was very interesting because basically i posted and i was saying how i was disappointed that i would lose people like that assuming it was for that reason i don't know but you know and if you know me you know why it's important to me this topic You know, and if you don't, you can look on my feed and there's pictures of me and Chadelle together and you can put it together and there you go. But, uh, you know, and I was basically saying uh, my brand has always been about love. It's been about it doesn't matter who you are, who you love, what you look like, any of that. Like, it's just if you're a person and, you know, you want makeup and you love to i don't know do all that that's that's all that matters you know and it's interesting because i got some good feedback off of the video of course i got people who were supportive of it um you know and i was telling people i'm like it's fine at the end of the day because whoever is in my tribe whoever is my actual like ideal client whoever um has the same kind of values will stick around and that's who i need at the end of the day i'm not i'm not trying you know as a business i'm trying to serve as many people as i can but at the same time i'm also trying to serve the people who link up with my values and you know we can have mutual respect and um, and get along because at the end of the day, a lot of reasons you go to a certain business or, or you hire a certain person is that you guys mesh with your personalities too. It's not just about the physical service or product. So um, I just thought that was interesting. So like I'm starting to get a little more vocal on my stories on there where I want it to be a balance. Of course, I don't want to just talk about this 24 7 because I still want to be you know inspiring in general and to other people and and talk about my services yada yada all the stuff I'm supposed to do but um you know I've seen a lot of seen a lot of other people on that uh, on the Instagram like other business Instagrams starting to do the same um it's kind of funny because I almost feel like Maybe this one was like the aha moment for a lot of people. I don't know why. Maybe it's because the video was so graphically showing you exactly what well, happened and like I don't know, but I feel like I have never seen as many personal and business Instagrams talking about it so frequently at once.
0: Well, you know the thing is th- this is one you can't you can't you can't say, pretend it didn't happen. Well, you can't say that he did something to cause it. You've seen the mm-hmm. video beforehand where they have this guy in handcuffs. They go mm-hmm. and sit him against the wall. Mm-hmm. We don't know what happened to lead him to being kneeled on. Because at one point, there was like three officers putting their knees on this guy mm-hmm. after he was handcuffed and on the floor. Mm-hmm. But it's just, it's mm-hmm. ridiculous. When someone's pleading for their life, <laughs> they mm-hmm. can't breathe. And then like, this guy's calling out to his mom that passed away years ago
1: that's sad
0: it's like he knew i like i'm yo i'm kind of t- feel like tearing up like it's it's just that yeah that's yeah it's nasty damn <sighs> yeah
1: so i just i find it interesting that this was kind of the aha moment i feel like for a lot of people because we or maybe it's just the fact that we're all coming out of the woodwork finally because i know for me like i said I've been about this, and I've been about being an ally and a support, but I've, I haven't i have been as vocal on certain channels because it is, it's that weirdness of like, is this too much for a business, or is that, you know, et cetera, et cetera. But at the end of the day, like I said, it's, you know, someone had told me, they're like, you're not getting political. It's just, you're standing up for what's right. You're just, you're in support of basic human rights mm-hmm. like you're de- it's not it is th- it's not like a whole i'm trying to defend one president or over the other or i'm not like i'm not bringing any of that in all i'm bringing in is the basic fact that black lives matter period that's all i'm talking about i'm not i'm not trying to spin it into like now we're gonna play with religion and politics and all that so i think the way i'm handling it is appropriate for the channel that i'm using it's
0: a basic human right that's it right. all we want to be as black people is being be treated equal and you know i bug out about this every single time i have a problem it's coming up from childhood and just how the world is i have a problem when i'm not being treated equally to to anyone given whatever situation is i have a problem and i will speak up against it i it's a problem
1: what i find interesting is who talks to me about it because I know when I post these things, I know of people who have cops and army members in their family Mm -hmm. or as friends and who are also predominantly white. Mm -hmm. And it's very interesting that I never see them post, obviously, about this topic. They will always post on Memorial Day, Veterans Day, Mm -hmm. Labor Day. They will post, um, you know, about... Uh, the army and PTSD. They'll post about um, Blue Lives Matter. <laughs> They'll post about the all the stuff about cops and how, you know, rightfully so. I understand you are also worried about them coming home. Mm-hmm. I get that. I'm not trying to discredit that. Um, but it's very interesting because then, yeah, it almost seems like I'm over on this side and you're on that side. And that's, I think, what makes me a little uncomfortable, is I'm not trying to, I don't know. See, I'm, I'm a person, again, I try to get along with everybody because I think people are people. Like, I just think we should all live in harmony. And I know that that's unrealistic in the world we live in, but I try, you know, and I try to respect people's differences. Like I know some of my friends on Facebook, I know some of them are supporters of, you know, this president or this policy or stuff that I am not. But I don't I don't make that an issue between us because it doesn't have to be. So I feel like it's a little uncomfortable for me when (sighs) it feels like we're on polar opposite sides and there's not going to be a common ground there. Whereas I can see both sides. Yes, I'm more vocal about the Black Lives Matter movement rather than Blue Lives or any of that factor and again yes maybe it's because personally that's who's in my life just like personally a cop is in your life so i get that but i can see both i can respect that at the end of the day we want everybody to come home to our families i just feel like sometimes maybe the other side is not seeing it the same
3: and And you know what the problem is i just
1: yeah it's like i'm trying to be vocal but also not I don't know. I don't. Uh, it's hard when you try to get along with everybody. <laughs>
0: but the problem is you could be for. I'm not knocking anyone that's for the police. That's right, fine.
1: Right. But understand. And I'm also I I will say every day. I understand that not all of them are bad i'm not saying all of them are bad and i I just like i would hope that people are saying not all black people are bad Mm -hmm. that's the point Mm -hmm. that's the point because you guys at the end of the day are getting lumped into one group of hey look at those black people that are looting the stores that's what all black people do that's what people are doing and i Mm -hmm. think but we're supposed to see oh it's just a bad egg cop well then, why can't you see the bad egg black person? Just like there's a bad egg white person, a bad a black a, oh god, I'm messing up my words. <laughs> there's Spanish bad person, eggs in every Asian group. Person, everything. Every group has bad eggs. Period. And it's been like that for. But it doesn't mean we, everybody.
0: I, like I said, I feel like I I when I go out every day out into the world, I have to to make sure I'm not perceived a certain way, and to answer your thing, when it comes to police officers, here's a police officer. um it's a clip that he breaks down And he he can call it for what it is It's a black cop I'm going to play the audio for you guys
3: Let's talk things that happen in Minneapolis Cop standpoint right I'm disgusted with the things that happened in Minneapolis Period point blank Things could have went way different At the end of the day let's talk facts the Guy is on the ground He's laying on his stomach He have handcuffs on It's four of y'all One of him Four of y'all One of him Who has control of this situation it's not much one person could do against four people. Now let's get deeper, right? As an officer, you are a first responder, right? So if mm-hmm. in the midst of you trying to gain compliance, someone is hurt, you have to render aid. Mm-hmm. So somebody's mm-hmm. saying, I can't breathe, I can't breathe, I can't breathe. You don't think to yourself and say, oh my gosh, this guy can't breathe. He might die. Let me render aid, mm-hmm. right? Another point, officers, other officers, if you're going to be, an officer is going to stand there and not help. And not help when things go wrong.
4: Mm -hmm.
3: Come on. Like, you don't see that? That's the Mm -hmm. reason I got behind this badge, right? Because I want them officers that's afraid to step up. I want to be the one to step up. If I see wrong happening, wrong is not happening in my presence, right? I'm going to check it. And that's period.
1: You know, it's like, I don't know if this is the exact phrase, but it's like,
3: hold on, let me pause. It's like silence
1: silence is compliance yep. we're like if you are silent when something is going wrong you're basically saying it's okay and i know it's hard i know it's difficult to speak up and when it's an uncomfortable situation but if you're another cop Again, it's like there are sworn things you're supposed to do. And he brought up a really good point because it's just the same thing. When you're arresting someone, but say like they are severely hurt and have to Mm -hmm. go to the hospital, they go to the hospital first. Mm -hmm. They still they treat that person, save their life, do whatever they're supposed to do before they go to jail. Mm -hmm. They don't just go to jail and be like, well, if you die, you die. No, they see it as you're still a human that you still need to get help. Like. That's a really good point. You
0: know, you know what I just thought of watching that video? Here's, an, here's another experience for you guys that are still listening and rocking with us. So, our neighbors, they're not the greatest. They get loud at certain, certain times and everything. So, we've had to call the police numerous times.
1: It's so much more than that. So, like, just, yeah, don't judge us. But...
0: <laughs> they... No. It, it, they're, it's a lot. Imagine people being loud and playing music... till 'till like
1: 3 a.m. like all the time three
0: o'clock all the time
1: not just once in a while and just they only care about themselves every day until
0: they got the message that stop it you're you're around a a freaking
1: yeah there there is no talking to them so
0: and well you don't want to talk to people that there's a group of people they're not black so i'm not gonna yeah um to put that out there but so i've had to call the police a few times dog every time we've had to call the police and every time that um that the dispatcher was like, you know, can you meet them outside or whatever. My heart is racing. Not mm-hmm. because I'm I'm worried about what the neighbors going to say cuz they see me calling the cops, but the fact that I'm coming head to head with someone that I am genuinely afraid of that has a weapon on them that mm-hmm. that may think of It's the middle of the night. Something's wrong. All may think, "Yo, I don't own this house." May think I don't like <laughs> mm-hmm. And it's come kind of mm-hmm. to the point where it's like I would prefer you and I also feel like when I call either being a man or being maybe this dispatcher doesn't feel like it's important Mm -hmm. they the cops won't even come for like another hour or two or whatever
1: no legit When then i called i called the most recent time not only do i feel like they took it more seriously because i'm a woman and because i i i guess maybe i can sound more worried or something Mm -hmm. uh but yeah they were there within like 10-15 minutes um i chose to say no we don't need to see them outside i just want to make sure it's shut down and we can move on with our lives haven't
0: been out because seeing
1: them outside doesn't do anything talking to the cops hasn't done anything in the past because they they claim they'll write stuff in a record but But they they don't do it so um but yeah so it just that was that and it's that in itself is interesting but we'll we'll remain on the i'm just saying i get fearful every time we have to
0: call the police and i have to go out there and that's why i'm like yeah when i'm calling them i want you to be out there with me i don't want to go out by myself as childish right. as that seems
1: right no i go yeah
0: <laughs> yo i have a, a freaking panic attack yeah another thing i hate it we did it the other day and i said this on a past episode when we go out anywhere and we go into a store and you don't find what you need yeah and then we, we have to that leave literally
1: yesterday Dog. i was thinking that when we were walking out of the store that you said that i
0: was like please no one stop me like i just there's so many things that i hate so much that are in my head that That's aren't weird. normal I have to walk around and be like, so yo, I hope no one pulls me okay, over or okay. stops
1: me. So I have so many things I still need to like read and say and show you.
0: Before you get into that...
1: Because what you just said
0: is Before you get into that, I just want to say, the officer that knelt, kn- kneeled on George Floyd, he should have been arrested, charged or something a long time ago. Mm-hmm. Real quick, I'm just going to run through this here. This guy shot uh, an unarmed black twenty year old twenty year old man in two thousand eight like I don't care what he was doing, probably wasn't doing anything to to derek chavin chavin what however you pronounce his name. he was also one of the officers who murdered Wayne Reyes, a latino man with sixteen bullets forced into him. a total of forty two rounds were shot off.
4: jeez,
0: this guy. There have been 12 police brutality complaints against this guy in Minneapolis. Uh, so this guy, his case, his complaints have all been listed as closed, non-public, and no discipline. He's He's been killing people and getting away with it. This one is just uh, just his way of... He was hoping that he can get away with can this we, in the public eye.
1: Can we talk about how much he looked like he enjoyed what he was doing, too?
0: Except like, okay, like, I don't care.
1: Like, just the whole thing is sick. And also, another good point, you know, first of all, yeah, when you're in handcuffs, what are you really going to do? When there's four people against you, what are you really going to do? Also, if you're on the ground on your stomach... First of all, you can just leave the person like that because chances are they're not going to easily get up because, again, if your hands are behind you, you have to roll over, you have to try and sit up before you can even stand up, and by the time you try to do any of that, they'll push you back down. So either you just let them be and you see if they try to get up, or if you're really that worried that they're going to get up, you can gently place your hand on their back or something. That guy wasn't you even just, resisting. There, like. there's, no, there's no reason, first of all, that the the knee has to go on the neck period but let alone for nine whole minutes
0: yeah guy wasn't even okay, really? and, and they still put that much force in and that's just the norm I just saw a video on Twitter last night of this cop and, and they put all social medias out there of him pushing this like small little girl and like her like pretty much hitting the curb and she could have gotten hit and then she posted on Twitter saying like yeah like that she's fine and that like Ugh, she's you know she's scratching bruised, but like
1: ah okay so this reminds me so there's a few tiktoks tiktok's been very interesting lately because there are a lot of people now coming out and yeah, th- this is a lot this is everywhere some people now. are
0: saying to delete the app because tiktok doesn't rock with black people so i'm with that
1: which i've heard but then i don't see it like i see plenty of black people on my my page and i see all that's of this great stuff. and all
0: but in the beginning when tiktok was all for the little white kids to be on it
1: all right. regardless i think these videos are important Go ahead. so man. there's one guy and he's talking about what you were just talking about similar to like the store and all that
5: don't put your hands in your pockets don't put your hoodie on
0: mm-hmm. don't
5: be outside with no shirt on
0: mm-hmm.
5: check in with your people it don't matter even if you're down the street yep don't be out too late mm-hmm. don't touch anything you're not buying Never leave the store without a receipt or a
0: bag. Yep.
5: Even if it's just a pack of gum Yep. Never make it look like there's an altercation between you and someone else. Uh-huh. Never leave the house without your ID. Uh-huh. Don't put
0: your
1: So, like that's similar to what you were just saying.
0: That about is that store. is the life.
1: Um Oh gosh,
0: where is it? Like to always be perceived guilty is nasty.
1: So one thing I thought was interesting, so I think it's phenomenal that there's like professionals of all types on TikTok. I've learned so much (laughs) that like I never would have learned if it wasn't for some of these people. Mm -hmm. So there's doctors, right? There's this one doctor. He does fascinating videos about like stuff in your sleep and like random medical facts and stuff. But sometimes he'll break down the physical reason somebody died. Mm -hmm. And usually it's like these high profile deaths. Mm -hmm. And so he broke down what is actually happening in the body for what happened to him. Mm-hmm. So oh. Hold on. Me... oh oh okay I see it. Got it.
6: This is George Floyd, a forty six year old black male who was restrained with a knee to his neck for nine minutes. Here's how he passed away. He was held in the prone position. So he was face down, lying flat. To breathe normally, you need to increase the size of your chest. You do this by raising your ribs and contracting your diaphragm. When you're face down, the weight of your body makes raising your ribs to expand your lungs difficult. It's even harder when someone's kneeling on you. Breathing quickly becomes abnormal. The person has air hunger, gasping and struggling to breathe. This is known as compressive asphyxia. The weight of the knee on the neck can fracture the hyoid bone or the cervical spine. Your airway is like a straight straw. Any bends in the straw can cause a blockage of the airways. Kneeling on the neck can compress the corrupted artery supplying the brain, resulting in less oxygen going to the brain. This can cause death of brain tissue, resulting in a stroke or cardiac arrest.
1: So I found that really interesting just because I'm fascinated with actually what happens in the body. But I will also point out when I was a pre-nursing major and I was in anatomy and physiology, I specifically remember learning about the hyoid bone and how if basically you're being attacked and you want to like get away and you want to possibly like hurt or kill the person, you need to just lunge your hand at that bone because literally breaking that bone could cause them to die because it could cut off their air supply. So I remember that fun fact, Mm -hmm. but it's like, there you go. There's literally so many things happening in the body working against you because of that simple thing he did by kneeling on him. Mm-hmm. Like, it's, it's wild to me. But um, last TikTok, I thought this was just, you'll see. It's powerful.
4: To educate ourselves on an important topic, Black Lives Matter. When I first saw this hashtag, this was my initial reaction. But all lives matter, so I don't get it. For some reason, I put an only in front of this because I just didn't have all the information. Of course all lives matter, but this movement was created to raise awareness of a huge problem in our society today. Black Lives Matter is about black people getting treated unfairly because they're black. They're being killed because they're black. And what's worse, it's done by people that took an oath to serve and protect us. So what this is just trying to say is that black lives matter too. So you might ask Jeannie, as an Asian, why do you even care? I'll explain it to you with a simple story. I witnessed a man get hit by a car and get pinned underneath the wheels. He was screaming in pain and crying for help. Regardless of race, people came together to lift that car to save a stranger's life. Black people are just crying for help, so what are you going to do?
1: I thought that was a really good way to break it down. Because Mm -hmm. she, I guess, was me when I was more blissfully ignorant. Mm -hmm. The whole putting only in front of Black Lives Matter... Mm-hmm. because you thought saying all lives matter made sense mm-hmm. rather black lives matter too is more of what you're trying to say mm-hmm. and it's i thought that was very fascinating um other stuff i have if you would like me to still go over
0: well stuff or if give we me a switch. quick moment I, okay
1: i got a whole slew of stuff
0: i just gotta say when everyone's like you know, We need to do more peaceful protesting. We shouldn't be rioting and looting. I totally get that. Totally understand. But what do you expect people to do when every time someone is wrongfully killed, we peacefully protest. We and, want change. We want change. Anywhere. Nothing the happens. Peaceful
1: stu- the peaceful stuff makes people mad too. I mean, the kneeling was a... You know, that's the irony of it. <laughs> the kneeling Yo. on the football field was a problem not yo, kneeling on someone's neck
0: yo and it's so ridiculous i hear yo it's ridiculous because i was i was having this conversation with my friends a few weeks ago and they they had to justify this and if you guys listen to this yo straight up talk to me if you want to talk to me I don't care
1: <laughs> Ooh, confrontation
0: <laughs> it's so ridiculous when they when i brought up the whole colin kaepernick thing they they tried to bring it up some like excuse and all stuff i'm like dog I don't care how you feel about him or whatever. At the end of the day, how else do you expect someone? People protest at work because of the poor conditions. He protests at his job. How else was he going to do it? When people say, "Oh, he should he should do it another way," where else was he going to do this at? Yes, on the biggest platform he had, exactly. which was his job. Duh.
1: That's what I was gonna say. If you have a platform, you have to use it for good and for change.
0: So. I'm going to reference, I'm going to point you guys to this Tupac clip where he speaks against uh, black people killing each other and starting to kill crooked cops before anyone takes this and spins with it. Here we go. Uh.
5: It is positive. All oh, my shit is positive. That's the white man got you thinking my shit is negative and positive. All my shit positive, because it tell niggas to swing back. It tell sisters to swing back, and it tell niggas to swing back. If that ain't positive, crack don't sell. You got me? You feel me? That's positive. White people got you believing just because I'm telling a nigga to stop getting his head kicked in by the police to take the gun he would use to shoot his brother in a second and kill the motherfucking cop. That's killing you, your family, and everybody else on the block. You know what I'm saying? Kill that motherfucker. That is not insane. That is sane and straight like a motherfucker. That's positive. Like a motherfucker. Because from where I'm standing, that would save a black family. You know what I'm saying? But from where they standing, that would keep another motherfucker off welfare and keep another motherfucker shooting at cops, crooked cops that be trying to shoot us down. So fuck them. It's all positive. Everything I do is positive, goddamn.
1: So what's funny about that is you joke about me in conspiracy theories sometimes. But yeah, he is a conspiracy theory of that he was killed because he was being too vocal about certain stuff, which... One, wouldn't surprise me in the industry, but two, you know, people, if if they're ahead of their time, that's a problem. It's always been a problem, whether it's a race, a gender, whatever issue it is, if you're like 20 years before people can finally open their eyes and start to accept it, you're going to have a big problem because you can't shake it up like that.
0: And you know what the next issue is with these people that are looting and rioting? yo we've been saying it for a while now these people are hungry regardless of the race that they are they are hungry they want better jobs they want better paying jobs you what happened back in the old days and it's still happening now all the 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 rich people got the nice houses they're in comfortable places on the other side of the tracks and then you have black people and spanish people and asian people and everyone else scattered throughout that and you have some other people white people in that too i'm not forgetting them, you have them scattered throughout there, the less, the people that don't have the income in these sucky neighborhoods, like, back in the days, this, you, I forgot why I I learned this at, back in the days, um, there's a whole thing happening where, like, Wells Fargo and probably some other banks were giving subprime loans to black people, working with black churches and, you know, their pastors to say, hey, they should come work, come to us and we'll give them you know a great discount on this house or you know whatever with these people having you know whatever credit score they had whether it was good bad whatever this is back in like 80s 90s somewhere around there they would give these people not your conventional loans they'd give them your subprime loan no matter what your credit score is you can sit there with an 800 credit score and be fed a subprime loan which is essentially a loan that has high interest rates and it's just going to increase year after year that is crippling that's a
1: setup that is a setup i'd be mad if someone put me in that situation yeah exactly
0: we're look at look at detroit for example these people that are not the greatest situations these these houses that you don't have people living in like this there's, there's one part of detroit that you have to be worried about going into like in a lot of our states, I can I could probably say yo, there's a certain part of you know a town in, in Connecticut you can't go into because it's it's a bit risky. But because these people don't have any other options, when I say they are hungry, I mean in the literal sense and the figurative sense that they 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 want to provide for their families. At the end of the day, you want to provide for your families, and if you're if anyone's in the way of that happening, which in this case are the police and the crooked white people not all of them but the, the ones that are crooked like the mm-hmm. politicians and everything mm-hmm. that are in the way causing this issue we're going to come after anything we can get our hands on mm-hmm. like the whole drug thing wasn't because people like wasn't because people decided to yo selling drugs and stuff is a freaking great idea destroying the community no Mm -hmm. we had to do it like Mm -hmm. we needed the money we had no other options Mm -hmm. when you don't have business close to you when you it's hard for you to open a business because it's hard for you to get a loan because you're black Mm -hmm. you have everything put against you you have nothing else to do but to sell drugs and then they go hit you with the law imprisoning all these black people because you're selling drugs just to feed your family it Mm -hmm. is ridiculous Mm -hmm. it's been a game since the beginning and people Mm -hmm. are tired of it
1: that's and that's why people who are trying to get change allies all these people are trying to say rehabilitation is more important than imprisonment and and suffering and just paying for something that necessarily should not be paid for like you if you're not an inherently bad person if you didn't murder someone like in this case like their rehabilitation is so insanely important but it is so not available
0: all we want as as people in general is equality and opportunity Mm -hmm. that's what black people getting the right to vote women getting the right to vote uh Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. gay rights Mm -hmm. everyone just wants to be equal and wants the opportunity to make a living for themselves make a living for their family create a family it's just having the opportunity and that the ability to have it without someone literally putting their knee on your neck and stifling you of that it's ridiculous this
1: reminds me this tiktok this white woman is breaking down um like oppression and and all that stuff and it's a duet so this black man is watching it and he gets all excited towards and you'll 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 hear why Mm
6: -hmm. you know of all the comments that i've received from my last post this one hit me the most
1: the comment she's referring to because i don't know if she reads it it says blacks don't care about their lives so they are more willing to hurt people (laughs) so she responded to this in a video
6: And I'll tell you why. You see this timeline up? 246 years of slavery, 89 years of segregation, Mm -hmm. and then 1954 today is 66 years of so-called freedom. And PSA, Mm -hmm. the people that were segregated back in there, still alive today, still living in those segregated areas. Mm-hmm. And people say these are the poorest neighborhoods in the country that are being gentrified by white people. So if you know basic math, this is about 401 years of being told, you suck, you can't build up, but you can work for us on our plantation. That's 401 years of being falsely accused of crimes you did not commit and being racially profiled. That's 401 years white people had to to build up themselves oh. but yet you went people of color do it in 66 years while they're still being targeted Say that. that's 401 years of oppression which brings on depression and crime and violence and anecdotes are not data so when black lives finally matter then all lives will matter
0: you know? that gives me that Ooh. gives me chills oh love that lady w- yes and when butt. she
1: finished with that quote I like lost it. When black lives matter, all lives will finally matter. Mm-hmm. This, is the, this is the only line you have to understand. If you are still in the, the mentality of, I can't say black lives matter, mm-hmm. I am white, I only say all lives matter because that's what matters. Yep. I can understand because I was there. I can understand you're coming from a blissfully ignorant place. You're not intentionally, most people, You're not intentionally trying to oppress people or you're trying to uh, invalidate their circumstance. But that line, that's all you have to understand is that all lives do not matter right now. That is the whole reason for the movement. So when she said that, I was like, that's exactly it. That is that is the line. That is what everybody needs to hear and everybody needs to understand. Well, that whole
0: video. Because Yes. Understanding that, 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 yes. Dog, this is the conversation we, we had Ooh. recently where I'm like, we're trying to just in our in our own, like, you know, us becoming a family and, and us growing a family is like, okay, creating that quote unquote generational wealth that I can like, yo know, build something here, set the foundation for our kids to then build on is what right. I'm aiming to do because right. our parents, at least mine did the best they can with the knowledge that they had at the time well, so yeah, no same. knock on them yeah <laughs> and it, yeah it's just ridiculous what do you expect from people that don't have anything if we were struggling and we and all we had to do was freaking go to our neighbors or find somewhere to like freaking steal food or eat, just to survive and eat it's going to happen right Yep. we have no equality or opportunity to to do anything else like mm-hmm. it's ridiculous, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and you know what's funny i I found this interesting because I learned this in a, a youtube video, so police go by these like hot spots in these areas, so like when 911 one calls happen within a certain area, they call it like a hot spot, and they, you know these are areas that police will then commonly traffic to like just oversee and stuff like that mm. those those hot spot areas are primarily areas where black people are they're not it's not it's not gonna be in your nice little peaceful white neighborhood that's true like I they're sitting there patrolling only black people only minorities because i don't want to say specifically black people because there are white people that live there there are spanish people there are asians there are other mm. races that live mm. there but they go into these areas still, of low-income mm. people and they target them specifically
1: when it's the whole it's the thing of beating someone when they're down uh-huh and not giving them a chance to rise up and giving them a chance to build you know and like she just said 401 years versus 66 can you believe you have a it's family only, that's probably
0: that age or, or can close you to believe
1: it? it's only been 66 years uh-huh since that since technically mm-hmm. freedom technically
0: and it hasn't been freedom trust me if i have to be assumed guilty years every chance uh, everywhere i go it, it's 67. not
1: you. my dad is only two years younger uh-huh. than that mm-hmm. you know it makes me very curious their perspective when they were kids yeah you know because again it comes from then our grandparents hmm and we're yeah we're not so far removed very, as, as we like to. It's fascinating. When
0: when white people like to use the excuse oh racism and you know that you're free now that was like that was so long ago it wasn't you have a family member that was because that they close look in at age. they
1: forget the segregation part they wanna they wanna skip they wanna basically say that the segregation and the freedom part are the same they look at it literally as well you weren't a slave since X year makes no sense but no. That long of segregation, that's a problem. We thought that black people had to use different water fountains. We thought it made them dirty and pools no. and all that stuff. Pool. <laughs> Can you imagine? Okay, I go in the pool with you, right? At like a hotel or something. When we get out, it looks the same. I, can you imagine, and I understand that that's how they really thought back then. I get it. I get we're only we know we only know what we know at the time and what we're taught. But like it's like you look back, mm-hmm. really? Because last time I checked, we're all humans. I will always go back to that. We are all the same race, if you think of it that way. You know, just like a dog is a dog, okay? Mm-hmm. They're all different breeds. but they're all dogs okay so because they're all dogs we're cool with choosing whichever dog works for us for our household right Mm -hmm. we don't look at it as like oh well well technically yes some people look at breeds of dogs like pit bulls and stuff you could argue Uh, similarly but my point a human is a human therefore if we all get in the pool together we all drink water together whatever nothing's gonna what's gonna happen is your head gonna explode like uh, so yeah we're just breezing over the segregation part like that was okay
0: it's ridiculous
1: so but i will i i want to go back to i have several tweets to read and then i think we'll round it out but um um
0: yeah go ahead with what you have i'm not sure if i have anything else to try this before we get to the next
1: gotcha okay um So I saw something and it said, I see no color is not the goal. I see your color and I honor you. I value your input. I will be educated about your lived experiences. I will work against the racism that harms you. You are beautiful. Tell me how to do better. That's the goal. Mm -hmm. I thought that was powerful. Because, you know, I've even, you know, again, I'm always learning and I'm okay to admit that. I'm an ally, but I also know that I could learn more. But I also know I've come such a long way in what I used to believe and think. So you know, I used to do the whole I see no color, because mm-hmm. I thought that's what you're supposed to say. Mm-hmm. I It came from a good place, because I wanted to be supportive, mm-hmm. and I wanted to just say, no, I, see, I don't see it as in like, it's not the deciding factor for if I like you or not, you know? Mm-hmm. But it's evolved into, no, we're supposed to say, I see it, but it's not a problem. Yep. And I get that. That makes a whole lot of sense because we're not supposed to invalidate who you are as a person. Mm-hmm. Okay. And so, yeah. So I thought that was very important. Um, hmm. Somebody said... It's scary raising my white sons in a world where they will be looked at as the enemy by all minority races. Just oh. as you fear for your sons, I fear for mine. That's great. And somebody said... That's lovely. A black um influencer I watch... This is the problem. The idea that black people not wanting to fear for their lives will somehow correlate to white people having any risk to theirs unreasonable to say the least. Mm -hmm. And someone else said also, it's like, why do they always turn themselves into the victims? This isn't about you. Mm -hmm. Just like I'm not making this about me. I have feelings. Sure. And you know i feel so terrible about the situation and i worry for you and all that stuff but i'm not gonna make this about me yes i would be rip-roaringly sad god forbid if something happened to you but i would still focus on the fact that it happened to you that's the whole problem Mm -hmm. so yeah so that was just (sighs) That was ridiculous it's not the same this is where people keep saying karen it's not the same like again your stuff isn't rooted in oppression your stuff isn't rooted as just because of how you look you can argue i see that's where your argument's going
0: your kid does not have to go out your kid (sighs) gets treated as the individual i go out i get treated as a group i am a group of people i have to represent a group of black people
1: also let's be clear here Right now, the enemy is not seen as all white people. Mm-hmm. The enemy is seen as crooked cops, period.
0: Uh, in addition, because I, I hate that we keep skipping over this. In addition to crooked people, people. Yes,
1: racist people, period. Like, so, but, which also could be any race. Exactly. But also...
0: But since white is the majority, right, it's targeted. But it's year.
1: never saying all white people suck and are racist. Mm-hmm. Again just like we don't want to say all black people are thugs and i got a you know all
0: this stuff. bunch of white friends i would never call them racist because i know they're not
1: right okay so again it's all in how you raise your children so mm-hmm. like don't be blaming people about that okay mm-hmm. um i saw martin luther king's son tweeted yeah he said as my father explained during his lifetime a riot is the language of the unheard
0: mm-hmm mm. And it's funny because a whole
1: bunch of 1.9 million likes but
0: yo think about this Oof. think about it we don't have kids yet but imagine we're sitting in a car we're going somewhere and your kid says something to you you don't acknowledge your kid your kid says something into you again you don't acknowledge your kid again and sooner or later your kid's gonna kick your seat and be Mm, like yo mom mm. dad i'm saying something
1: yes this was i forget which one it was so i'm not gonna go searching but this was exactly a tiktok too it was actually about child behavior Mm -hmm. um because i think it was like a therapist or something explaining how we see children as problem children okay oh it was in a classroom setting right and they're trying to get attention they're doing like behaviors they're not supposed to do in the classroom mm-hmm. but they're attention seeking and then the teacher disciplines them and says you go and time out and the whole problem here is that child needs attention for something if the child feels heard again it goes down to our basic humanity again we're all the same cuz it carries into adulthood if we are heard we feel loved appreciated heard understood we're good we're not gonna cause a riot we're not going to argue we're not going to cause a scene once the child gets what they need there's no need to do all that so it's it's again it goes into adulthood and now here we are Mm -hmm. with bigger issues Mm -hmm. so i found this interesting too um the nypd was using a bus to transfer arrested protesters at the Mm -hmm. barclays center the bus driver refused to drive it
0: yep in new york in minneapolis the white bus driver they they protested they're like we're not doing that for you to transport um people to jail and transport they're like no
1: powerful Mm -hmm. so i just uh, wow. i will end this general conversation by well unless you have something I got else stuff, so
0: go ahead and end your stuff.
1: I'll, I'll end my part by saying sometimes it bothers me when i think people can see me a certain way because i'm the white wife of a black husband mm-hmm. which is frustrating i can understand but it's also frustrating <laughs> because at the end of the day it's just I still love these people. These people are important to me, i.e. him, his family, all that stuff. And at the end of the day, I am an ally. I try to be the best I can be. Again, like I said, I, I believe that you can always learn and you can always be better. So I'm not claiming to be the best, but I will stick up for what's right. And one... If people, especially other white people that I know in my life have a problem with that, it was nice knowing you. Mm -hmm. Because at the end of the day, this is something, again, I think people are having the aha moments and I think people are finally coming out of the woodwork because enough is enough, Mm -hmm. period. And just because it doesn't affect me personally and I will never claim to understand what a black person goes through personally I will never pretend like that part affects me because it doesn't Mm -hmm. I cannot fathom you know we even talked on the past podcast about um what was it I just had it in the in, in my mind oh you made a clip of it on Instagram I think Hmm, I just completely lost it about how basically our experiences were different is where I'm going with this. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but, yeah, I just, I think that's also where some of the issues come in. I just, I hate feeling like that. Like people look at me, like I said, it's like in quotations, the white wife of the black husband and making that a problem. It frustrates me because it's like, again, I'm not claiming to know your experiences. I'm not claiming to live them. And I'm not trying to take the spotlight away from you and these issues. But I also am trying to put the spotlight on the issues because that is what we're supposed to do. Mm -hmm. We're, you know, all I kept thinking and saying the other night, we're supposed to be a voice for people who don't have it or the people who are not heard. Because, you know, I saw another example. I don't know where it was. Um, Oh, where, okay, it was that Facebook post I read you. It was a whole long Facebook post, long story short, of, it was a white wife, black husband, they have two children together. And long story, but this guy got um, almost arrested at a gas station for literally nothing. It took the white man that saw the situation happen, speaking to the cops to say, hey, no, he's not the guy you're looking for. He came from the other direction. Not the black man for saying he's innocent, for saying he didn't do anything, for saying he came from the other direction. He could say the exact same words. They were not heard the same.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's exactly why I'm speaking up. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not trying. Don't get it twisted is my thing at the end of the day. I'm not trying to step on toes. I'm not trying to pretend I know. But I'm trying to bring awareness and I'm trying to support the people I love because the one example I'll give, you know, I worry about you all the time. And I know you say I shouldn't or I don't have to and the fact that you're numb to it, which is also a problem in itself. That shows exactly how screwed up it is. But the example is, When we're driving, when it's you that is driving, I think of sometimes, what would happen if we got pulled over? How would I react? I'd probably be nervous right away. I'd probably wait to see what was going to happen. And if at any point, a little something started to go wrong or my gut was telling me something, it's like, would I just record on my phone? Would I yell at them? would I like what would I do it's this thought of like how would I react in that situation because I know we all have those thoughts you know you think of some like worst case scenario and you're like what would you do and you hope that you would react the right way because I just yeah I think of that and it weighs on my heart you know so at the end of the day I love you Mm -hmm. and I can't imagine I can't imagine anything like this happening to you. And I can see why people are so upset mm-hmm. and why things need to change. Mm-hmm. So that is what I will conclude with.
0: My last thing before we move into a relationship topic here. I just want to talk about we all know our president is not the greatest person when it comes to these things because he rarely speaks up. But I just want to talk about a recent events that happened in in Michigan with the whole protest and this is what trump said at the time the governor of michigan should give a little and put out the fire these are very good people which he's talking about the white people that are protesting that pushed their way into into the friggin building and had cops there just calmly looking at these white people as they're shouting as you can find pictures of these white people just shouting bulletproof vests guns everything because they couldn't cool. get
1: their hair and nails done
0: but, and Trump goes on to say, but they are angry. They want their lives back again safely. See them, talk to them, make a deal. May 1st. He treats that white people want their lives back again safely. Dog, we want our lives back, period. Like, mm-hmm. my, Essentially, in my life, is it, is it mine? Because anyone can call the police and say, yo, there's an African-American man threatening me. I need you to come take this out for me. Like, well,
1: right, because we can go back to the fact that a few days prior to this happening was the whole lady in Central Park and that whole scene of how she got all, like, her voice got crazy upset for what? The guy mm-hmm. was calm and just standing there.
0: Yep. Yeah. And then Trump goes and tweets, you know, do the, the protests and all that stuff against uh, police brutality. He goes and says, these things thugs in all caps are dishonoring the memory of george floyd and i won't let that happen just speak to the governor tim walls and told him that the military is with them all the way any difficulty and we will assume control but when the looting starts the shooting starts thank you
1: i love how he tried he tried to make that a positive if you notice He's like, oh, they're dishonoring the memory of George Floyd. He, he tried, care. Right. No, but he really, I see the manipulation in that. He really tried to make it seem like, oh, he cares about this one black man. Sure, he does. But then you just generalize the rest of the living ones.
0: These thugs.
1: Which had no guns, but the white people that had assault rifles-
0: because I couldn't get their hair and nails uh-huh. cut and everything.
1: Uh-huh. That was okay.
0: We just, again.
1: We're unar- the, the black people are unarmed. We, and that's that's a problem.
0: We, we don't want a hair and nails done. We just want equality. <laughs> like, we just want what everyone else has but haven't been getting forever. Like, I want to go into right? the store and not be can looked we, at that I'm stealing something.
1: Can we talk about, yeah, the pandemic has kind of shown a lot of interesting things. And I get it. All right. I get It has been a very severely hard few months. But put that in perspective. It's been a few months. We're in, what, month three or something (sighs) of the pandemic. And the, I guess, call it a soft oppression, Mm -hmm. whatever you want to call it, of... A light one, yeah. Yeah, of of the little bit of your rights feeling like they're taken away, of Mm -hmm. being stuck in your house, not being able to work, not being... Not feeling equal. Okay. Mm-hmm. Not feeling free. But <laughs> remember that many years we talked about before? Woo. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah. That's, that's the point. That's, that's my point. <laughs> Pretty much. Like, wow. <sighs>
0: so, so we're going to move into. Ooh relationship advice topic here as always just around this this episode out
1: but it relates you said yeah so it all it all comes
0: full i'm trying story. to pull it up so bear with me here because i when i, I should have took a screenshot but reddit deleted this so it's uh i just gotta do some maneuvering to find it again okay but it's just it's ridiculous uh, and to know that like i hope when the time comes when we have kids that i'm i don't see it happening so probably we'll have to, but I hope I don't have to go into detail of like why they shouldn't go out or why they have to comply if police oh, happen yeah. and stuff like that. Not for
1: nothing too. To That's gonna be interesting from my perspective, right? Because we have to like educate our children just because they are gonna be mixed. Mm-hmm. Coming from my background, it feels so weird to have to do that. Because yeah. if I just had white children, that would not even be in my mind at all. That's like being a good person would I would you know preach you know don't be a terrible person don't murder people don't rape people don't mm-hmm. be a you know don't do all the bad things but it would never cross my mind that I have to tell my child watch out for this don't do this mm-hmm. do this in front of this person like so specific and so extra yeah and that's that really saddens me
0: so this topic is about a wife that's mad that she... That her... Oh, let me rephrase that, sorry. This guy's wife is mad that he is not speaking out enough about the George Floyd death. So this guy goes on to say he is 28. He is a white male married to a black woman who is 26. And the recent riots in Minneapolis have have them arguing quite often. One reason is she is upset with him because he doesn't... he i can't even talk sorry do you want me to read it yeah go ahead i'm like so like in a different mindset
1: one reason she is upset with me is because i don't use social media to speak out about what's happening with the death of george floyd i explained to her that racial topics about one race acting horrible to another isn't something that i need to post about the reason being is because i always see news about such controversial topics every day it's something new i told her just because it's a white person doing something wrong to a black person that i need to post and call them out, which obviously what happened was 100% undeniably wrong, and he should be in jail. My problem is what happens the next day when I see see a news post about a black person being violent to a white person. Do I post that as well? Oh, boy. Or the next day, I see a Hispanic woman treating an Asian person wrong. It's a never-ending cycle, so instead of me just posting about white people doing wrong and looking the other way when other races act out, I decide just to keep negativity out of it altogether and not push a narrative like many news outlets do. And I think this was, that's, a, it, this is very interesting because I feel like that's part of maybe what I felt. That's part of maybe why I was kind of concerned to start being more vocal of this specifically, is because I didn't want to be seen as, again, just, caring about one group. I, I, I always, and that's why, you know, I had made a slide after I talked about the stuff that I was feeling on Instagram. I made a post saying, you know, my brand's about love period. My brand's about, you know, being a good person, feeling good, mm-hmm. being accepted, no matter your race, gender, et cetera, et cetera. Um, so that's very, it's an interesting perspective, I get it. Uh, but at the same time, it's almost what's feeding into the all lives matter thing. It's it's what's feeding it's, ooh, that's a tricky one. That's a it's. He needs to get to the point where I am. I think that's what it is. I think again, when you are the white person that's married to or with a black person, it's almost a journey <laughs> of you learning and opening your eyes and being ex- like accepting new information and yeah. and not questioning it, not. You know, just believing what the person's telling you, even though you may not have lived it and you may not understand it. You know, I think it's a journey because it's been years that we've been together and it's taken years for me to get to this point. Mm -hmm. So I think for him, maybe just to be a little more open to what she is saying.
0: Yeah, because at the end of it, like if you don't post because you don't use social media, sure, that's one thing, whatever. Right, like you don't. But it sounds like you're just not understanding where she's coming from because right really, being a black woman in america right there's nothing to to freaking be like oh man it's easy right like
1: right and again <laughs> like i won't i won't say i understand i'll say like i see it i get it like i hear what you're saying because i i can't understand and i will never
0: and yeah it's just just I like get where she's coming from when she's like, I feel like she doesn't feel that he understands what she means, and I, I, it's it, it's tough I feel like I've heard this before when it comes to like when it comes to a white man and a black woman type of like
1: mm, the like power struggle because it's different because you're Cause dealing with someone that's like at the top uh-huh, of that
0: like of uh-huh. I guess the human food chain right. And then whereas that's at i the bottom.
1: right. Whereas I'm a woman, so I still understand a little bit of oppression in the female sense whereas you know i can still yeah i see that whereas like the white male is like the top of the food chain no
0: one's sitting there making jokes no one's sitting there disrespecting your hair no one's saying that like no one's saying that you look ugly because of your skin color like mm-hmm. this guy it's like you just he, he has to gain an understanding and i'm not sure if that's something you're able to do with someone that may not see it. depending on how long you've been talking about i this
1: for. think you i wouldn't discredit that i think depending on who you are as a person and how accepting and open you are i do think i i wouldn't discredit all white men who are with black women that they couldn't I won't. understand that. i will
0: say i'm not sure if my friends listen to this but like you know when my friends are in that like uh-huh. relationship structure and yo i rock with my my close friend that's white and you know has a black wife because mm-hmm. he's like he understands it like she she trained him well <laughs> for lack of better words mm-hmm. but like he's he's tweeting about it he's he's making his group of most likely white friends aware mm-hmm. of what is happening and that's what we uh-huh. need. more white yep. people telling their other friends yo this is not okay and this yep. is what seems to yep. be happening
1: and that's yeah that's exactly what i'm starting to try to do more because um I feel that too. I feel like I've always had more white friends, and I've always been surrounded by more white people. And so, and again, it's I always say the bli- the blissfully unaware or blissfully ignorant or those kind of words because it's almost like you're not intentionally, but like if you grow up like that, and you then when you're older you don't learn or you don't take the time to understand other points of views mm-hmm. and other uh, livelihoods and other ways of life and all that. Then you will continue on that path. Yeah. And then also your children, and this is how it all goes. So, um, I give a lot of credit to a lot again a lot of my friends a lot of businesses a lot of people that I'm surrounded with they really are they're taking the time to get it and to mm-hmm. be an ally and to to be a voice and I think that's incredible. I do it's yeah. it sucks. It really is terrible that it has had to come this far, that it's had to be this long, that it's had to be this many people, that it had to be so public like all this stuff. But I will say that the positive from it is I really do think you're, we are starting to see all the allies come out of the woodwork and be vocal because mm-hmm. that's the part. We, call, we all were saying we were allies behind closed doors, but we weren't saying anything. Mm-hmm. That doesn't help people. And I think also, again, and I'm I'm terrible at this too. What needs to happen is we need to continue talking about it when deaths aren't happening Every in the news. Job. Yeah, because Every we job. always talk about it for a few days when another death happens. And then we go back to normal life. So no, this, but you guys live this every day. Okay, there is no ignoring up. it. So I think, and I, I, I've I, been bad at that too, but I think we just need to, we need to keep the conversation going. We need to keep, we need to keep being that annoying fly that's in your ear until someone does something about it, mm-hmm. until it really changes. We need to be that fly that you cannot swat. You just can't get rid of it. And it won't go away until mm-hmm. you do something about it. Yeah. So that's my I'm with that. my input there. But yeah, basically, if you are in a relationship... I will say this. People can knock interracial relationships. Mm-hmm. I think they're amazing if you think about it. Mm-hmm. Because... I, you know, I do respect the people who are like, if they're black and they, they respect the whole, I want to keep the black family together dynamic. I understand that. However, what I'm saying with interracial relationships, by doing that, not only are we diversifying what people look like and we're accepting every generation is going to start to look similar and similar, Mm -hmm. but you are... By being with that person, if you like really love that person and you respect that person, they get to teach you a whole new world. And there's another ally, there's another voice who can be a voice. Because again, my, mm-hmm. sure, I'm a woman, I deal with that stuff, but that's not what this episode's about. As a white person, I understand the privilege and I have a voice that they will listen to more than yours. And especially listened to, unfortunately, well also, more than a black woman.
0: You know what the cool so thing is? So it's like,
1: I I can use that for good because you opened up my eyes, because you taught me.
0: Yeah, but also the the thing that I think people that don't understand it that are like, you know, you're with a white person or, you know, you're with a whatever race you're yeah. with. There's so much that like goes that that's like good about that, which mm-hmm. is like. You know, when we go out and we're, let's say, at a group setting with your friends or with like uh, colleagues or you know whatever mm-hmm. they are to you, mm-hmm. if they don't if they don't hang around other black people, they are coming in contact with me and they're, they're sitting there and being like, oh, you know, I have this preconceived notion because I'm in like this rich part of Connecticut that all black people were like this, and mm-hmm. you kind of mm-hmm. change my view because. Mm-hmm. You know, Shadow was really cool. He, mm-hmm. We had a cool conversation. He he seems like a real good true. guy. Like all oh, that's true. So then
1: it's even more so. It's a like, bigger it's, pond of fish that you affect. Yeah. It's
0: cuz they're taking that experience and be like, "No, not all black people are those stupid stereotypes of lazy or or just want to do bad or what." Like yep. everything to like harm yep. you and dehumanize us as people. It's like, yep. "No." Yep. So, I, I rock think, with it. I I I've never I never knocked anyone for them either wanting to be together and just keep it, you know, a black husband, black wife situation, or, or mix it up, whether it be like us or reverse, whatever the case is. I don't knock it, cause at the end of the day, dog, we're just looking for love. We're looking for equality. It just we we come we we just want to have that American dream and that there we is- talk about. We just want to build a family live respectfully and just be happy
1: and i think either way you cut it there are strength in numbers Mm -hmm. so if you keep the black family dynamic obviously there's strength in numbers there of continuing that legacy but there's also strength in numbers of if you are in an interracial relationship again you have somebody who is teaching you and opening your mind to a whole new way of life that you didn't understand before and you have this other person who is starting to be more accepting and open-minded i think that's the thing at the end of the day with interracial relationships you have to be a very open-minded person you mm-hmm. you have to be accepting and and you know because obviously if you're racist or if you're just very close-minded you're you're not going to be open to the benefits that you can actually get from an interracial racial relationship that you can't get otherwise it's very fascinating pretty much it's it's i love it it's a very interesting journey and i'm grateful for it
0: yeah yeah. we covered a lot in this episode i just yeah. want to take, say if you guys have made it to this far yo Woo. shout out to you i appreciate you we gave 100%. you extra cut con-
1: we told you it was gonna be mad deep an hour and a half later we weren't kidding <laughs> i would love
0: for you guys to share this episode not because of me wanting to get views or plays or whatever awareness yeah i just that's, like that's what I, because what i plan on doing with this episode is passing it to all my friends that i feel like may be a bit hesitant or may not have a clear understanding as to why we say black lives matter or, or as to why this is so important and i just want them to listen to this whole episode so mm-hmm. i would love for everyone to do the same to educate someone that you feel like is not educated if you don't want to share this episode that is fine take the time to have these conversations with the family i saw earlier on uh, on twitter this girl was saying how she's so upset because she wants to scream at her family because they're not understanding why this is important
1: i feel that
0: and i feel that. i love that these conversations that. are not going to be easy but we yep. like
1: <laughs> yep yep
0: it, it needs to again,
1: happen the unfortunate thing i will say you can't change closed-minded people's opinions, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And you. Uh, it is more difficult of, if they are of an older generation because they mm-hmm. are so stuck in their ways. And again, it could be innocent. Isn't necessarily like, hey, I'm a full-blown racist. But there's a good meme on this where it showed there's like a little part of a mountain and it's like yeah, you're you authentically not racist. Then there's this whole bunch of like you can be in the back of your mind racist. You can be subliminally mm-hmm. racist. You can be like, oh, I was just joking. It's not a joke. Mm-hmm. Like there's there's different ways that you're not being helpful. So, and I think with the older generation, we see a lot more of that. Mm-hmm. So unfortunately, <laughs> I get what she's saying. It's just, it's more difficult sometimes to change their minds. And I think that's where we have to put our energy and focus into the current generations, either our age-ish, and upcoming we need to continue the progress mm-hmm. forward we can't really we can't worry as much about the past because again like people are so stuck but like we can mm-hmm. make a better future i do believe it i don't know if i'll see it in my lifetime unfortunately because that's how long this stuff drags on clearly mm-hmm. but i do believe it
0: yeah i'm with it with that being said i'm exhausted of this conversation seriously
1: and it's hot today
0: (laughs) but again i can't say stress how much i appreciate you guys those of you that have made it to the end of this i i yeah i wish i could shake everyone's hand that did make it to the end of this because i know a lot of people probably won't listen to the whole thing it's fine i I, don't blame you but i i man just know that yeah love and appreciation is there for those people that made it to the end of this
1: and at the end of the day i said it the other day love peace and kindness that's all just for everybody just be that way
0: what are we gonna do this is america right we can try we can try Uh, with that being (laughs) said we're gonna wrap this bad boy up let us know your thoughts we would love to get your you know your words of whatever and we would share them on the next episode through email or through voice message at anchor.fm everything in the, in the description of this episode we appreciate you appreciate you appreciate you 100 percent. with that being said guys i'm chadelle co-host of page on the simpsons i'm joined by my lovely wife lauren we will see you guys next week
5: Bye. peace out that was a titan cast episode